Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Curveballs and Chair Shots. My name is Brandon Tanguma. Sitting beside me here is Dominic Hobson. You know, normally we like to start off, have a lot of fun, some fun banter back and forth, but unfortunately, we have some sad news to talk about. As you guys know, on Sunday, Kobe Bryant, as well as his daughter Gianna, Gigi, Mambasita, and seven others were involved in a helicopter crash. So, we're not going to, you know, have all fun and games right now. We're going to talk serious and just kind of talk about the life legacy of Kobe Bryant and everything that he really meant. So, Dominic, you were at work on Sunday. Yes, I was. So, how did you find out about the death of you Kobe? You want, like, the full story, or do you want me just to kind of, like, cut and like cut it up in, like, a two-minute statement? I Hopefully, it wasn't going to be two minutes. Okay. Well, here's the here's the full story. I'm at work, and a coworker of mine comes walking to me and goes, oh, here, Kobe dead? And I was like... <laughs> yeah, huh, Kobe's dead, <laughs> whatever. He goes, no. Pulls out his phone, goes on. First of all, he went on Twitter and brought it up, and I was like, okay, it was on Twitter. It's it's obviously something just hoax, whatever. And then I saw TMZ reported. I'm like, okay, it's TMZ. They've gotten many people wrong. Went about my day. Uh, went on my break, actually. And I think I called the studio audience. And I was like, Kobe, is Kobe dead? And she's like, oh, I'll let you know. She calls me back a few minutes later. She goes, oh, my God, Kobe is dead. And I'm like, what? You don't sound like that. You do sound like that. And then my manager walked up to me and said, yep, he died in a helicopter crash. I'm like, a helicopter? Why were the hell is he in a helicopter? And then from there, my day spiraled because I just kept thinking of Kobe. Because to me, he is the one of the greatest of all time. There's probably like a top three of all time in basketball. Michael, Kobe, and LeBron. And we lost one. Yeah, this news definitely came out of nowhere. I was just kind of sitting on the couch just chilling. I looked up on the Instagram, and Pat McAfee posted a photo and was like, oh, I hope this isn't true, but if it is, R.P. Kobe. And I was like, no, this can't be fucking true. Kobe Kobe can't be dead, and this is like... 11 o'clock, so news was kind of out there, but it wasn't, like, everywhere like it was, and then give it, like, 15 minutes later than all the, you know, TMZ and ESPN, and, like, everything was really coming out. I was like, damn, he really did die, and Dominic, I don't know if you know this now, but Kobe did take helicopters, like, everywhere, and... I didn't, see, I I didn't, I did not know that. That was, like, his own personal helicopter. I did not know that until, you know, later in the day when I was like, okay, it's not just, like, a one-off, like, oh, I'm taking a helicopter ride somewhere. It was, like, I didn't know he, you know, did that a lot, so. So, yeah, this one, I'm actually surprised, like, how, like, much this hit me. Like, even, like, Sunday and Monday, like, I was still thinking about Kobe. I have a poster of Kobe up in my room, if you know, if you follow me on Instagram. I posted it. You better not tag, you better not tag yourself in this shit. Why would I tag myself in it? I don't know. You're just trying to get some more followers? Clickbait? I don't know. No. I'm pretty sure everyone who listens to this probably already follows, follows me. Probably not. If no, you follow. Yeah, shout out Josh. Shout out. Travis, Tyler, Trapdoor Hell, all those boys. Wow, you already can't even get through a first segment without tagging someone. I know, but it was... Kobe would not have wanted that. The NBA 2K Legends edition, it was right after he retired, and it has like the spotlight of him walking away, and now it just has like a different meaning every time I look at that. It's, it's really ominous. Did you have a kind of like life-altering kind of like, you know like, vision or anything like that? Like, did you, like, go home and, or you're at home, but did you, like, go to your mom and say, you know, Mom, tomorrow could just be the end of one of us and I love you? Did you do anything like that? No, Dominic, I did not do that. I'm not like that. Sentimental? I'm not the most... I did not do that, no. I'm not the most emotional person in the world, but it definitely did hit me hard. I mean, for... This is, like, probably, like, one of the most shocking and tragic, like, public figure deaths 
I think since like Princess Diana or like John Lennon or even like in America, well, like I mean, John you know, F. Kennedy's assassination. Yeah, I was gonna say that was the last time they postponed the game, basketball game, was because of the assassination. So you mean, you know, JFK? You're, so they're they're making JFK equal to Kobe. That's a pretty fucking big deal. So and I, I mean, it's definitely. I mean, he on Monday, Kobe was able to basically stop the entire news press on week one or day one of the Super Bowl and everyone's talking about yep. him and you know there's people out there and obviously when Kobe dies when people die you should probably talk about their entire lives and obviously he had uh, the incident in Colorado and we shouldn't shy away from that I mean you should talk about his life in general obviously there's people on both sides who like glorify him making them make him this god who couldn't do anything wrong and there's other people who vilify him and say oh because he did this one thing that he you know we shouldn't be promoting him and talking about him but he did do this one bad thing but he also did a bunch of other great things. I mean, the the whole girl-dad thing was all over the internet. And, you know, it was, it was nice to see what Kobe has done because I was never, like, the biggest Kobe fan, but I appreciated his talent and everything that he's done and definitely, you know, the past week or five days since he's passed away. A lot of people are coming out with stories, especially with Shaq and what he said on TNT. And, like, that was very emotional. And luckily, it wasn't when he said that the last time that they met was Kobe's last game. That actually wasn't true. They did an interview about two years ago, but it is kind of crazy that we kind of think about these guys linked up forever, and we always will. And he's, Kobe's not even in the Hall of Fame yet, which is crazy. But it's like these two guys don't really talk to each other, and now there's Shaq, who's super regretful about not really you know, having that relationship like he should have. So a couple of things. One is, you know, I agree with you. You know, you weren't the biggest Kobe fan, but that was probably because he was so good that, you know, your favorite team he would always beat, just like how I am with LeBron. It's not that I don't like him, it's just he's so great that whenever you play against him, you gotta you got to boo him because you don't want your team to lose. Um, in that retrospect, you know, Kobe pretty much, even when the Lakers weren't on doing so well, he was still performing at a top, you know, top level. Um, when it comes to everything that happened, and his legal troubles when he was number eight. Um, you know, I don't really remember much of it. I don't think I was really, uh, you know, paying attention back then. Um, I know it had to do with, was it rape or sexual harassment or? It was a rape case and. He got acquitted of it, right? Or it yes, was... but it also, it brings up in the talk that people were saying is like Kobe did admit that he, you know, thought that there was consent, but there wasn't consent, and it just kind of brings up the discussion of all that stuff. And, yeah. You know, when somebody dies, you should honestly look back in their career and their life in totality, things. and yeah. you can look at the good things, but also you shouldn't ignore the bad things as well. Yeah, and I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, you know, uh, you know, drag him through the dirt and make him sound like he's a horrible person, but, you know, like you did say, you gotta, you gotta recognize that, yeah, maybe he was great for the past 15 years, but there was an incident that you gotta, you know, hold him accountable for. Um, the man was only 41, not even in the Hall of Fame yet, was gonna probably have a great speech and having him, and who, who knows who would have inducted him, maybe MJ or Shaq or whatever, yeah, but just kind of, pretty sure LeBron wouldn't have, but uh, the entire league definitely has taken this very much to heart. The Clippers and Lakers were supposed to play on Tuesday. That got postponed. The Lakers and Portland Trailblazers are playing currently at, well, about to start. And obviously they're doing a big old tribute to him. And so the eight second violation and the 24 second violation has been kind of the norm of how they pay tribute mm-hmm. to Kobe, which I think is very apropos and kind of eerie about how, you know, his numbers and numbers just kind of work out in strange ways like that. Do you 
let me ask you a question, Brandon. Do you think every team should retire at least the number 24, or do you think it's only the Lakers that need to retire 8-24? and 24? Well, uh, Mark Cuban, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, did come out and say that he will retire the number 24. There is precedent, even in basketball, of retiring other numbers and things that aren't in the team. The Miami Heat have retired number 23 with Michael Jordan, and that's why LeBron didn't wear 23 when he was with the Heat. But I could see teams uh, retiring the number 24 altogether. I think the topic that I kind of wanted to get into is the logo. Jerry West, the logo that is currently, and now that the Mamba has passed away, as Dominic tries to get the television working for the studio audience, and he didn't even mute the microphone, so you probably heard some nice rumblings. Who gives a fuck? I give a fuck, Dominic. But anyways, uh, your thoughts on the uh, the logo talk with Kobe Bryant? I I I know when it come when it comes to the NBA, people. I I, I think if you're a Fairweather fan, you don't know who the logo is. Um, I feel like only real fans know who the logo is, and that's Jerry West. When it comes to the NBA and Kobe Bryant, um, I mean, do people would do you think people would really know that silhouette would be Kobe? Do you honestly think that? Anyways, I think if you change it now, that it people are going to know that it's Kobe. And I've seen different different iterations of the logo, and I think for me, the one that I like the most is the jump shot one. I think with the way that the NBA is now, it's a shooting league, and just the jump shot, it's almost kind of like the same silhouette in sorts, you know, kind of a nice straight, skinny mm-hmm. logo, white logo with the blue and red on either side. So I think that's what I would pick. Obviously, other people will pick, like, you know, the dribbling and kind of keep it similar to what... It is right now, but I'm definitely open to having Kobe be the logo, but I think the discussion is, like, if you're going to have somebody be the logo, like, honestly, probably the most deserving person is Michael, but it's like he's an owner now, and do you want to have the Jumpman logo, and it's kind of just, I think it's a very difficult discussion to have, but I think it's kind of everything, all the ramifications and everything right now. I think Kobe, just just let it happen. I mean, it, to me, it just depends. Um, I'm fine if they give it to Kobe. I'm fine if they give it to MJ. I'm fine if they keep it to Jerry West. Um, I would just make sure when they do end up changing it eventually, because they will. Um, I hope that whoever, whoever it is, it's very deserving. Um, there's uh, not a lot of people in the game that have such a unique um, skill set, like a Kobe, like a Jerry West, like a Michael Jordan, so it's uh, you know, it's gonna be a hard, uh, hard choice. So, you kind of said you weren't the biggest Kobe fan in the world, but you respect him. But you do respect him, Dominic. Yeah. Any Kobe moments that kind of stick out to you? You've only been to the Staples Center one time. That was for Survivor Series two years ago, and he kind of actually m- twice, oh, twice. War games too. Oh, well, sorry, but in one weekend you okay, went yes, there. Yes. So any kind of. Do you remember, like, what kind of feeling you had, like, going to Staples Center? Because I know, like, when I went there for the first time, I was like, damn, like, this is where the Lakers plays, where Kobe plays. I remember I looked up and saw the, re- the retired jerseys the first time, and then going back uh, two years ago, because the first time I went in 2014, Kobe was still playing. And then two years ago, obviously, they retired Kobe's number. So I remember looking, I was like, damn, that's nice. They got Kobe's number right there. And, you know, it was a cool little moment. I, w- I wouldn't say that I was 
um, how do you say, I, I don't know the exact words I'm looking for, but I wouldn't say I walked in there and went like, wow, Kobe played here. But there there was a little part of me that was kind of just like, damn, I wish I could have watched him play here. Doesn't have, it could have been against any team, but I kind of, you know, like to see Kobe live in general, I never got to see. Um, it, it's, it's, you know, kind of for me, it was cool to see his jersey there. Um, you know, off topic, I love the Shaq statue. So, you know, I'm sure they'll put a Kobe one there. I'm pretty sure they have it there. Really? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, I'm just I haven't been there. Anymore. I'm being a Dominic, and I'm just saying shit, and I don't have anything to back it up. I would assume he has a statue there already, but maybe he doesn't, because you would think you would be seeing stuff on the news of them having like memorials and stuff around. Exactly. Here. But anyways, uh, you know, shout out Kobe, shout out Gigi, and the seven others who mm-hmm. died in that helicopter crash. The even the baseball world is rocked by this because there was a coach, him, his wife, and his daughter all died on that helicopter crash. So shout out to them as well. So we're gonna take. A hard left turn, and we got the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 54 to talk about. And we got the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the San Francisco 49ers. The line is pretty much still the same at the Chiefs being the one-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under still is at 54-and-a-half. We have some prop bets as well that we're going to get into. So, Dominic, do you want to go into the predictions right now? Or would you like to save that for the end? So is it Dominic's picks or just Dominic pick? Dominic, Dominic's pick. Let's go, let's go with the pick. Okay, we'll go with the pick first. We're going to pick and then roll into the prop bets. Like yes. that? little that basketball pun? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to Dwayne Wade who told the story of Kobe calling him up during the NBA Finals asking him for advice on how to do the pick and roll because Kobe thought that D. Wade was the best pick and roll player in the NBA. You know, got to get that out there from a boy. Dewitt's bitch. Um, I think I'll go with the 49ers, who win a very tight-knit game. It's going to be down to one possession. It's going to be a make-or-break play, and the Niners are going to make it. I've honestly had a very tough choice. I don't really know who is going to win? I think this might have been like one of the hardest predictions that I've had in a while. I've been kind of bouncing back and forth because you got the Kansas City Chiefs high-powered offense, the great San Francisco defense. I would say, you know, Kansas City offense against San Francisco defense, that's a wash. I would give the San Francisco offense the plus against the Kansas City defense, and then probably I'd give the Kansas City special teams over the 49ers special teams. But I just think that I do think... I'm going to go San Francisco. I know we're picking the same thing. I will go San Francisco 31-28. Yes, a high-scoring affair of sorts. I think people are kind of doubting Jimmy G. I think people forget, like, when in, when he needs to do it, he can do it. That Saints game, I think people kind of overlook him. Like, look, Jimmy G can chuck it. Yes, he didn't throw it off 700 times. But when he needs to get into a shootout, it can happen. Obviously, I'd pick Mahomes over Jimmy G. But, Dominic, you didn't give us this final score. What is the score of the game? Well, if I have to nickel and dime it, I'm going to go with, I think it's going to be a, not that high scoring. So I'll go like 27 to like, you know, 24 or something like that. You said not high scoring and then you just take off like six points for my prediction. Exactly. All right. So over under a total of 50 points. 
Well, if you were listening to me, Dominic, I, I, s- I said the over-under was 54 and a half. You're taking the over or the under. Well, if I say that the score will be 31 to 28, then I am hammering the over. Okay. Good for you. I'm not paying attention to what you're saying, just to let you know. When do you ever pay attention to what the fuck I'm saying? Because it's Kobe night. Look at that, they all got jerseys on. Oh. Do we need to, like, stop the podcast because you can't, you're like a dog and you can't do two things at one time? I do agree that I'm a dog, but I can do multiple things at one time. Okay, so let's get into those prop bets. Rush to your bookie now and get those last-minute bets in. So, Dominic. Sure. First off, important. Well, I guess we start with this one first. The National Anthem. Over under a minute, 56 seconds. My girl Demi Lovato will be singing the National Anthem. What's the call? Under. You're hammering the under, so I will hammer the over on the... Wait, is it from the first O, or is it... I would assume it's as soon as she opens her mouth to start singing. Mm, I take that back. Over. All right, then. We got heads or tails. Remember, tails never fails. Unless it's heads. Heads. Then I will go with tails because it never fails. Big Cat said so. So I gotta listen to Big Cat. Then, we got the first score. What will be... Who will be the first person? Not team. Well, obviously, you would tell who the first team would be. But who is the first player to score in the Super Bowl? Shit. Um... Oh, my God. It just depends who gets the fucking ball. Damn it. Um... Well, as Dominic mulls over that, I will go with the Kansas City Chiefs. I will say they win the coin toss, and they will get the ball first, and they want to make a statement. My boy, Pink Yeti, Travis Kelsey, getting a touchdown in the red zone. Boom. Dominic, who do you got? I, I'm i going to go with the 49ers get the ball. I think... Sanders scores a touchdown first. Then we got the over-unders for the quarterbacks. We didn't really talk about how you think the game will go in terms of the play calling. Jimmy Garoppolo, over-under, 200 and a half. Do you think the the 49ers will run the ball a lot and they'll dominate possession? That's kind of the way I've seen. I've said the secret to success of being the Kansas City Chiefs or does it become a shootout and Jimmy G has to throw the ball? Damn. Um, 200 yards and a half. I'm going to go, he's going to throw it under. All right. Because, like you said, running game, strong. I will go with the under as well. I think he'll throw around 175, but I think the running game will pay dividends for the 49ers because the front seven of the Chiefs is very weak. I mean, pretty much their entire defense. They did shut down Derrick Henry, though. So, got to give him credit. They did shut I mean, what do you think is tougher? The best running back in the league or the best run game in the league? Probably the running game, so. Then, going over to Patrick Mahomes. His over-under, a little bit different, 350 and a half. Go under. So, you think that the 49ers defense are just going to hold them to... The defense will be that great. I think so. I mean, you said 350, right? Did I misunderstand Correct. something? So That's like him going off, basically. Exactly. I don't think he's going to go off. I still think he'll th- he'll get some touchdowns, but it's not going to be like some outrageous, you know, throwing. 
I think he'll get like 250, 300 yards. I think I'll go with the over. I think he'll. I don't think he he could go 400, but I think that Patrick Mahomes is gonna have to throw the ball a lot to stay in this game, and then going to the run game. Raheem Mostert, who went completely off against the Green Bay Packers two weeks ago, 77 and a half. How do you see his night going? I can see him going over that. I think I'll take the over on that as well. And then the battle of the tight ends. Would you say that these are the two top tight ends in football, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle? Yes, I have to agree. Now, no real exact prop bet on this, but who would you say is going to be more successful in terms of stacking up the stats? I think I'm, I'm going to go with Kittle. I, I think uh, I haven't seen – granted, I haven't watched every 49er game this year, of course, but um, I haven't really seen or heard of anybody really shutting down Kittle. Kelsey, I've seen at least one or just once or twice this year kind of have some good coverage and not be able to get as many looks, so I think I'll go with Kittle going off. I will go with Kelsey getting better stats with the run game the way I see the 49ers doing it. Kittle's going to be pass blocking a lot. Now, how, who'd you pick is the better tight end? Because Kittle, I think he's very well-rounded. Kelsey might be better offensively with the speed and catching ability, but Kittle is just a beast as he tries to stiff-arm the studio audience to get a drink of water. So I'm going to filibuster here. Well, no, I mean, I'm good, but he's just, you know, cock-blocking my water. Um, I, I agree that Kelsey is the better tight end, but I think Kittle is, you know, super close. I mean, not much behind him. I mean, if Gronkowski was still in the league, you would have the best tight end right there. But he's uh, retired as of what, last year? So, you know, uh, Kelsey, number one. Kittle, number two, for sure. And now, the most important prop bet of the game to really top off your parlay we got the Gatorade color, Dominic. Are you ready? I actually I did some research, so I'm, I'm coming here with the exact odds. So at the favorite is purple with minus 143. And then we got clear slash water and red at plus 250. Lime green plus 375. Blue plus 450. And then orange, the underdog at plus 475. So Dominic, what color? Is the winning team going to dump on the winning head coach? We both say it will be Kyle Shanahan. Orange. You're going to go with the orange? Yes, sir. Okay, I will go with the lime green keep it classic. So there you go. Top off your parlay. Dominic says you go with the orange Gatorade. I say go with the OG lime green Gatorade. There you go. So now, let's move on to some football news, some quarterback football news. We got Tom Brady pulling an A-Rod trying to take over the sports world with a cryptic post from yesterday. He posted a picture of him in black and white, I believe walking into or out of Gillette Stadium. We don't exactly know what it means. No caption, no words on it. We didn't even talk really much about Tom Brady when he they lost against the Titans. So, Dominic, what do you think this means, and what do you think Tom Brady's future is going to be? Well, you know... I don't think it really means much. I think maybe it's more of a, just a cryptic kind of way of being like, you know, trying to get that bag again. But, you know, there are reports. His wife wants him in Miami, but the Raiders are also trying to go after him. Um, so, you know, I would, 
I it's hard to tell. It's Tom Brady. I don't really see him playing for any other team. I mean, him and Belichick, you know, are just, you know, inseparable. But, you know, I think uh, if he does end up going somewhere, it's going to be somewhere he wants to go, not what his wife wants. So if he wants to go to the Oakland, uh, sorry, Las Vegas Raiders. And they are officially the Las Vegas Raiders now. Yes. Um, If he wants to go to the Raiders, I'm all for it. If he wants to go to the Dolphins, be uh, one hell of a team. Um, but I think he's going to go somewhere where he can, you know, make, make some shit happen. He's not going to go to a team that's going to be shit. So another team that could be looking for a quarterback is the Los Angeles chargers because they have mutually parted ways with Philip Rivers. You don't exactly know what came of this, but Philip Rivers is out. He will not come back. And so we got two aging quarterbacks in the market a free agency, Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers, because you see possibly Tom Brady going to L.A. But if you if you cast out Phillip Rivers, obviously Tom Brady's better than Phillip Rivers, I would say. I don't I don't think he he's going to L.A., but you never know. You, know, you do never know. Um, you know, we did see Tom Brady talking to Mark Davis, um, you know, owner of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, like I said, wherever Tom decides to go, if he wants to stay with in New England, if he wants to go to Miami, he wants to go to Vegas, he wants to go to L.A., it's going to be where he wants to go. So, and I'm pretty sure any team, if he goes to any team, they're going to say, yeah, we want Tom Brady. So, What about Philip Rivers? Fuck Philip Rivers, he's garbage. Hers is going to Tampa Bay, though. So, Then, finally, to top off sports, we got some baseball news. Dusty Baker will be the manager of the Houston Astros. What a great choice. We talked about this, that the Astros need to go someone outside of the organization, and that's what they did. Dusty Baker is going to be the new manager. I don't exactly know the details on the deal, how long it will be, but I do think this is a good pickup for the Houston Astros, somebody that they needed a clear, you know, someone who's had many, many years in the world of baseball. don't know if he's the best choice, but I think he's a really good choice. I think it's a great choice. I think Dusty Baker has a great baseball mind. Um, I mean, it's great for this time, two weeks, three weeks out from spring training. Do you training. think it's going to be really performance-based? Do you think it's going to be, A, we're going to give you a year just to see if you can get these shitheads under control? If you do, great, grand, wonderful. If not, goodbye, there's the door. I mean, I'm just trying to think of, you know, if you bring someone like Dusty Baker in, how long is that going to be for? I think you give them two years, see where we're going. They're not going to obviously bring in A.J. Hinch or someone like that. But I think Dusty Baker, who knows what his career goals are, if he wants to just come back, get the World Series, and leave, if he wants to you know, revitalize the Astros and bring them up from the doldrums of this terrible, terrible controversy. But I have faith that Dusty Baker, I mean, it's a talented team, maybe the most talented team in the league. Yeah. So you, you don't want to put, like, say, you know, he has to do so much to really elevate them, but I think he's a good in-house leader, and I think it's a, he's going to be a good voice for and that, also, that if, young if, team. If there's any chance of somebody trying to start shit, I'm sure he'd be the first one to tell you fuck off and get out. So, he's a badass. So that'll do it for us for sports. Now, moving on to the wrestling, something we don't really talk about. We're going to talk about the corporate world of world wrestling entertainment, because yesterday... Michelle Wilson and George Berrios are out as presidents of WWE. No real word yet on exactly 
why they left. It doesn't seem like it was mutual or amicable. AEW so, confirmed. So, Dominic, your thoughts, and what does this mean for the corporate side, or I guess in total, WWE going forward? Uh, honest to God, pff, I have no clue. I mean, I don't see how these two people leave me. I mean, unless there's something you're going to tell me that I'm going to go, oh, shit. But I don't see how these two people living are anything real critical to WWE's product. Um, if this was, you know, the release of a head trainer or a certain superstar. Dominic, you do know WWE is a publicly traded company. I do. And they are pretty much the two top people, maybe outside of Vince McMahon and these two are always on the conference calls. They're always doing this. Obviously, this isn't going to affect the in-ring product at all, but I think the... Stock. The, yes. Well, obviously, the stock has plummeted since this news has come out. It's dropped like 20-something percent or whatever, but I think this is big news. I think it just kind of continues the... Uh, just kind of the piling of people realizing like Vince McMahon isn't... shouldn't be running this company, honestly, because I could see... Do you really think it's Vince's fault? Or do you think it's they maybe did something wrong? You can't always assume... Maybe the thing they did something wrong is disagreeing with Vince and trying to... Hey, when you assume, you make an ass of me and you. All right, bub? Don't blame Vince yet. WWE, once Vince McMahon relinquishes power, it's going to be so much better. All Let's right, be Sam honest. Bunk, calm down. Let's be honest. Calm down. The As I just broke her toes. Sorry. Great. Great, great, great discussion here, Dominic. Sorry. Did you? Even, let's be honest here. Did you even know about this news before? Uh, yeah, I, I did actually. Oh. The one was the chief uh, chief financial officer, and then the other one was I can't remember the other one was, but um, and they're both sat on the board the board of committee, right, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, what they were very integral in WWE getting those big TV deals, but I think the bloom is obviously off the rose with those deals. You have. Uh, the WWE Network kind of plateauing, ratings, they made these grand promises of, oh, we're going to Fox, we're going to like double, triple our numbers because of how many extra people are able to watch, and that hasn't really happened, they've gone back to what they were doing in the USA. So on the corporate side, they're also, and they're also changing up the house show business, we're not going to rent as many house shows, mm-hmm. which I think is a good thing, but it's something that we don't exactly know what we can make of right now. I think maybe in the next coming months, if somebody talks, if there's a shake-up, if we do, if something happens, we haven't even really talked about the XFL's coming up next week. Yes, sir. Do you think like Dominic's you, picks? Yes, XFL Dominic's picks coming soon. <laughs> have you seen like any real advertisement? Because I kind of just totally forgot. I, maybe it's because we're not in an XFL market, but it's like you would think we were like the perfect people to advertise to because we're both in the wrestling and the sports bubble. But I just haven't really seen too much advertisements for this. I literally think it was an Instagram post, I think, I don't know if it was by WWE or by um, somebody, but I did see a couple uh, teams with a roster and whatnot, but I didn't see, I haven't seen or heard a lot of stuff. Alright, we've talked about some pretty serious stuff this first half hour of the podcast, so let's, let's, let's take a break. Let's let's be a little loose right now. We got some big big news though. Mm. The Bella twins, Nikki Ugh. and Brie, fuck them, are both pregnant about within a week or two of each other's due dates. Obviously, Brie and Daniel Bryan are married. Nikki Bella and Artem. Not even going to try to say his last name because it's some Russian last name that I am going to butcher. 
but they are engaged. And so Nikki and Bree, both pregnant. So beautiful. No, it's not. What, Dominic? Dominic, you got some... Give us those hot takes on the Bella Twins pregnancy. Nikki Bella used John Cena. I think Nikki Bella owes this baby to John. I think it's her way of paying back him Shut for up. everything he did for her. He didn't do shit for her. Excuse me? Who you're not on the podcast, ma'am? Studio audience saying that John Cena didn't do shit for her. Fuck her. I mean, fuck yeah, him? Fuck her. Herm? Herm? Don't talk about Herm Edwards like that. He's a damn good coach for the... Who does Herm Edwards coach for? Uh, Alabama. Go Tigers. <laughs> I don't know. Alabama is the Crimson Tide, oh. not the LSU Tigers. I was The correct answer was the Arizona State Sun Devils. Ah, oh, that's close. Yeah, so close. Uh, a couple then, states away. Yeah, a few states away. Just hop, <laughs> skip, it, a jump. Yep. We got AJ Styles. Well, we got Royal Rumble talk, but first, AJ Styles is injured. He separated his shoulder after Edge speared him. Good job, Edge. He will be back in time for WrestleMania. Op- that's what the optimistic view is, about two, three months or something like that. So, uh, your thoughts on AJ Styles' injury? He's an aging horse. Needs to be put out the pasture and handled. I say this is his last WrestleMania. He's an old man now. He needs to retire. Hang up the boots. Dominic, you're just coming in with those fire hot takes. I well, think he'll be fine. I He's old, brother. He's been through so much shit. And, you know, he was in WCW, then he went to TNA, and he went to New Japan. And, you know, now, now you know, he's in WWE. Like, he's an old man. Thanks for the resume, Dominic. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Then, we got the Royal Rumble review. And now Dominic wants to watch the Kobe Bryant ceremony. No, so I told her just to record it. So we're going to take a quick commercial Fine. break. Commercial break. Fine. For Kobe. And she's ignored the remote. Kobe! And we're back. Just saw the memorial, pregame memorial that the Lakers did for Kobe Bryant. Very beautiful. Very touching. Usher sang a song. What a hammer the over on that over-under. He went on a long time. A lot of, uh, you know, cliffhangers there. Yes, don't, so Dominic, don't know if that's right. Uh, Dominic, your thoughts on the uh, the Kobe tribute? Almost got me. It almost got me going. LeBron came on center court and did a little speech. Very emotional. He uh, he definitely almost cried, tearing up. I think the time that he almost got himself was when he talked about Kobe and the uh, ever since he retired. I think he said like three and a half years. So yeah, it was, yeah. It was nice. I don't know what to exactly to expect, but obviously throughout the year. All-Star Game, whenever the memorial service does happen, so obviously the next year, there's going to be a lot of Kobe stuff. Dominic, we didn't talk about this, but Lakers have to win the title now, right? Oh, God. Can you imagine if they won the title? LeBron in his Instagram post said, I'm going to put this shit on my back and we're going to get a title. So, they got to do it, right? Yep. I mean, you, you already picked them from, from day one. I still got the Clippers, but I wouldn't be mad if the Lakers got the title for Kobe. I mean, I mean if the Clippers won, would it still be done for Kobe? I mean, it's L.A., but it's not the Lakers, but it's still L.A., right? I know you didn't see this, but Jerry West told a story about Kobe almost went to the Clippers. I did. I actually did see that. When they did the TNT stuff and Jerry West was the whole, I don't even know when it was, like mid-2000s, mm-hmm. Kobe was almost going to leave the Lakers, and he almost he went to the Clippers. He talked him out of it. Almost went to the Clippers, so. Uh, yeah, so let's get back on track. Royal Rumble review. Dominic, both of us were together. We were for the Actually, Royal there is, Rumble. Actually, there is more than just the three of us there. The studio audience was there. 
and Josh was there, the Big Daddy, and get some Big Daddy. Alex was there as well to watch the Royal Rumble. She completely buried the product. Does not like watch wrestling. Yep. She said it was boring. But we're going to talk about the men's boring, Royal Rumble, the boring wrestling match we watched. Dom, if if you'd like, because Josh is a avid listener of the podcast, would you like to say anything about uh, Alex? And, I don't care. No, nothing. You just say it off. The, you just say it off the air. Deep background. Okay, deep background. All right. Now, 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 watch now because I'm joking. He's going to be like, "Oh, what are you in problem?" Whatever. I don't care. No issues. Anyways, uh, any topics you want to talk about? Uh, any matches besides the two Royal Rumbles that you want to get into? No. Just let's get into the Royal Rumble. Alright, the first match, the first Royal Rumble match was the women's. A lot of NXT, we kind of joked that it was the NXT yes. women's Royal Rumble. And we kind of knew this was going to happen going in because only like four or five women were announced. Similar to the men's Royal Rumble, it's kind of a tale of two halves. The first half was the Bianca Belair Royal Rumble where she broke the record for female eliminations in a Royal Rumble, then she gets eliminated by Charlotte, Charlotte goes the distance, and then Shayna Baszler comes out at number 30, and then Shayna gets dumped out by Charlotte, so now Charlotte is your 2020 Women's Royal Rumble winner. I mean, are we not going to talk about how Lita and Victoria were supposed to be in it, and because somebody leaked the information, they had to scrap the idea? How do you know that? Because uh, it's on the internet, so it must be true, right? Exactly. Because it got leaked earlier in the day that MVP was going to be there because there was a dry run and someone took a picture through the glass of MVP's Titantron. Yeah. So obviously it's only for the women that they yeah, would do that. Well, and, the, but, you know, they it's would, MVP. It's not a big name like Victoria or Lita. It's MVP. You know, they would fly Victoria and Lita all the way out for it to get spoiled and say, you know what, girls? You're not, you're not, we might, we'll still pay you, but you're not going to be on the show now. Yeah. And they'd them. be okay with that. I can see them doing that. Free money? Hell yeah. Anyways, your thoughts on your girl Charlotte winning the Royal Rumble? I mean, I'm I'm flabbergasted. I am exhilarated. I am prenuptial. I don't know. I don't understand why they gave it to Charlotte, but if Charlotte and Rhea Ripley is going to be the choice that they're going forward, that's what it says on the internet, so it must be true. I'm excited, but I think I would still go with Shayna because she was in the Royal Rumble, and I feel like if Shayna's in it, she's the type of character that she needs to win it. Either have her be in there and win the thing, or just don't have her in there at all. Well, they keep saying that it's going to they're leading up to Rhea and Charlotte, but my thing is, how would that work out? I think that Charlotte has been leaning heel. We're going to talk about, I mean, we can talk about what happened on Raw right now, but she comes out, she teases the announcement, and says, oh, I don't have to say shit, because I'm a flare or whatever, which is definitely heelish. But then she faces Asuka, who's a heel. Asuka was the heel in the match. So once again, I feel like I just keep saying this over and over and over again. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about Charlotte Flair. She a heel, babyface, but she's a flair. She's so a she's, big show. She's a big... Well, she's she's Randy Orton, too. We're going to talk about that. Just keep turning <laughs> back and forth. I mean, it's one of the things where, you know, they it's just bad booking. They, you know, bad booking, injuries, you know, not a lot of talent out there, you know. It's just, you know, it's a hard time for WWE right now. Then we move on to the men's Royal Rumble, which is where Josh and the other studio audience, his studio his audience, studio audience was with us. And Drew McIntyre yes. is the winner. A Somebody tale, speculated for a long time. Tale of two Rumbles. We get Brock Lesnar, who I would say breaks the all-time Royal Rumble record, because I don't count Braun Strowman in the Greatest Royal Rumble, but 
It's an asterisk. He tosses out 13 men. Keith Lee is kind of the first one to really put up any significant fight up against him, which was my pick to win the whole thing, but no. Brock dumps him and uh, Braun Strowman out. Yep. Then we get Ricochet and Drew McIntyre in there, and something that they didn't talk about on Raw, Ricochet takes Brock to Dick Kick City, a little retaliation for what happened on Raw, and then Drew tosses him out. So obviously Drew and Brock are going to face off at WrestleMania. Yep. But do you, would you read into anything of them not talking about Ricochet at all? He wasn't on the show, so maybe it was just he wasn't there. We're not going to talk about it now. But we'll circle back around and maybe we'll get Ricochet and Brock leading into WrestleMania. I mean, I, I think it's probably going to be more of a maybe like, you know, Ricochet trying to be like, hey, yo, McIntyre, I got you what you wanted because it wasn't for me. Like maybe a Ricochet McIntyre feud. And Brock is just going to be Brock up until WrestleMania, but I don't really think anything of it, really. We got the Edge return, and probably one of the most egregious production errors I've ever seen from WWE. Oh, man. Edge hits the ring, and they were already on the, on the ring. They cut to a crowd shot for some godly reason while Edge is hitting his first spear, and, well, I guess he hit one in, at SummerSlam or whatever, but... The first actual in-ring return spear in nine years. I completely missed it. What the fuck? And then didn't they do it again? So, like, didn't they miss the first one, they hit, like, two of them, and they did it again and then hit another one or something? Didn't he miss, like, twice? I don't know, but once... As soon as Vince McMahon is gone, Kevin Dunn will be gone, and that'll be a sight to behold. Thank God. Oof. Hope that's sometime I've soon. I've kind then. of been, like, immune to all the cutaways, but it's almost kind of one of those things, like, once you, like, acknowledge it and, like, realize what's going on, you can't stop looking at it and yeah. all the cuts and everything that happens in WWE. It's Almost gives you a headache at times. Well, you know, other companies do the same mistake, so it's fine. And maybe we'll talk about one of those other companies. Maybe we will. Then let's go on to the Raw recap. Drew McIntyre kicks off the show, and he just goes right into it, says he will face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. He challenges someone to have a Claymore party, which is a far distant relative of the Superkick party. Yes. And the OC answers, and he beats him pretty quickly. I thought this was going to be like a 10-minute match. But no, it was like two, three minutes, beats both of them, pins them both. What the fuck happened to the OC? Did they, are they quitting? Are they leaving WWE? No, I think they just uh, hit a rough. With AJ getting hurt, maybe they're going to get, uh, you know, sidelined for a little bit, you know? AJ's hurt, you guys just do your thing, whatever. When AJ comes back, you know, you guys will probably get the tag titles or something, you know? I did not like this move. I think you could have done it similar where he faces one of them, beats one of them, then the other one makes a run and he... Beats him, up. beats him again and yeah. hits a Claymore or something, but I didn't like that. Even if they are going to be gone for two months while AJ's gone, the tag division is so weak at this point that you don't want to diminish probably your best or second-best tag team on the Raw side. True. I don't understand why they did that, but they're in the business right now of Drew McIntyre lifting him up. Your thoughts on his choice being the top guy and going forward, apparently being like the lead babyface on Raw. Do you think that's a, a good move? How, how's it connecting? McIntyre, to me, it, he he's kind of like a rock and a hard spot, honestly. He can, he could be a babyface. I think he's just a way better heel, so I think, you know, I think the fans want nothing more than to see him beat Brock, but the first challenger for the title, I think it's going to immediately make him a heel. And which is fine, but it just depends on who's that first challenger for Drew McIntyre. And then you got to go into speculations of how long his title reign is. Is he just a, is he just a placeholder? Is he gonna 
be a long reigning champion, there's a lot of things you got to think about. I think Drew is good as a babyface. I really liked what he did on Impact in his whole indie run. I hope that they don't take the edge off of him. I hope they kind of keep him. I mean, it's kind of an easy comparison, but like keep him like a Stone Cold, where you would think he's a heel but the crowd loves him and he's doing all these things. So hopefully they don't take the edge off of him. He's not being too happy-go-lucky and be like, oh my god, I love everybody and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think it's a good move. I think that Drew is the he's the chosen one is what his gimmick used to be. So well, I don't have anything against it. I think, I mean, I was kind of debated between Aleister Black and Drew McIntyre, and I think Drew McIntyre does kind of have everything. He can talk. He's a big guy. You know, maybe he doesn't have the best voice in the world because that's what Vince... He wants everything to be white meat, babyface American, but yes, I think at this point, Drew is the best option. So then, at the end of the show, Edge makes his return very heavily advertised throughout the entire show. Edge comes out, very, cuts a very emotional promo about him being back, and then Randy Orton comes out. They tease this at the Royal Rumble. Edge ends up eliminating Randy Orton, and we thought we are going to get a rated RKO reunion, but no, that dastardly dick... Randy Orton hits him with an RKO, and then he hits him with a chair a few times, teases the spot where they put the guy's neck in the chair, and he stomps on it. He doesn't do it, but then he gets another chair, hits a concerto, Edge laid out motionless in the ring, so obviously we're getting Orton versus Edge. Is it going to be Saudi Arabia or WrestleMania? Saudi Arabia. WrestleMania in Saudi Arabia? Well, Saudi Arabia is like WrestleMania... 1A or A1, it's comparable to WrestleMania. Is that too big of a word for you, Dominic? You know what that means. Comparable? Yeah, I know what comparable means. Okay. You didn't know know what aesthetic meant last week, so this was like the word of the day for you. Word of the week for you. (sighs) Comparable is the word of the day. Well, I'm a little offended, you know. I'm a little hurt. The fuck was that? Stood the audience doing the whole arm fart gimmick. (laughs) Or was it an arm fart? No, that was her mouth. When you put your mouth up against your arm and make the fart sound. Did she do that? I think she's laughing because, you know. That was a shoot fart. She didn't fart, okay? I didn't. God. You know what, Brandon? Let's just continue on with the piss kiss. Well, I kind of, I kind of, you know, Kobe Shaq try to alley-oop the edge. Yeah, and what does Shaq do? He misses the dunk, okay? God. Not against the Trailblazers in the playoffs. Jeez. What's the problem here? I was going to ask you about Edge and Randy Orton. And I said... You just said, oh, it's going to happen in Saudi Arabia, and then... I said WrestleMania in Saudi Arabia? And you said, oh, the WrestleMania won, and, you know, that's comparable to WrestleMania. Too big of a word for you? And I'm like, no, I know what that means. You're like, oh, well, you know, you didn't know what aesthetic means, blah, 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 blah. So, back to your point. You feel better now? It's going to happen. You feel better now? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Randy Orton and Edge. How long does Edge sell this? Oh, I would think if he was smart, it'd be for at least a couple weeks. Maybe he comes out, says he has to retire again, and then, you know, Randy comes out, and then maybe, like, Edge hits a concerto. Maybe Christian comes back, and they hit the dual, you know, concerto, you know, the little the little effect, but you can't see that, but, you know. I think that Edge will sell this for a while, I think, with WrestleMania being two months, three months away, however, however long it is, I think. Protect him. You want Edge's first match to be at WrestleMania. I don't want him to come back for Saudi Arabia. That being said... News has and speculation is that Edge has signed a multi-year deal, five matches a year, 25 dates a year. So it seems though this isn't just going to be a one-off. Edge will be back pretty much pretty consistently, part-time. 
five matches a month, you said? Or a year? Five matches a year. Yeah, that's part-time. Your thoughts. Thoughts? Thoughts. Thoughts. I mean, first off, good for him. Second off, good job, doctors. Third off, who do we think more? The doctors or Daniel Bryan? Because if it wasn't for Daniel Bryan, none of this probably would have been happening. Who do you think? Who do you think we think? But Edge's thing was spine and neck. Daniel Bryan's was more concussions and brain. But Daniel Bryan shows shown the world that you train, you you train your body, your mind, your soul. You know, Dominic. Take does good this care. give you hope that your girl, your real girl, Paige, will be back within the next five years? I'm crossing my fingers, my toes, my eyes, my hair. Crossing everything. I think Paige... If if Ed coming back doesn't prove that Paige can come back, then I don't know what the hell I believe in anymore. What God is there for me? MVP was someone who returned for Royal Rumble. He is back. He faces off against Rey Mysterio and loses. Seemingly, MVP is done with the company. This was... He's done, not entirely, but just with WWE. And your thoughts on maybe MVP... At the Rumble, MVP in this match in total. Um, MVP very underrated. Um, I'm not saying I'm as underrated f- as Sonya Deville. No, um, he was entertaining in WWE. I wish they brought the little jumpy, floaty, inflatable pop-up tent thing. Um, but with that being said, I understand that he wasn't a huge, huge name. He wasn't an Edge, he wasn't a John Cena, he wasn't a CM Punk, he wasn't a Stone Cold, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, whoever. He's like a C-level legend, I would say. Who I, else I would be? say I would say Edge is B. I think MVP is a next step down. You think Edge is a B? Yeah. You don't think he's an A tier? No, he's not. I hold the A tier in like the God tier of Stone Cold, Rock. I think John Cena is there as well, Hulk Hogan, but obviously he's been devalued because he's come back so many times. But I think A-level is those Stone Cold, Rock, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. If it's fresh, obviously some of those have... Mm-hmm. The shine has been taken off, but I think Edge is B, MVP is Who C. Who do you consider B then? Batista, probably, but you can add him with the A because he has the movie relevance. But, I mean, it's kind of hard to think of him off the top of my head. Maybe like Rey Mysterio, like things like CM that. CM Punk? No, CM Punk is an A. Why is he an A, huh? Because he's hmm? been safe for so long and hasn't done anything that when he comes back, it should be something huge. I would hmm. say Daniel Bryan is probably a B. Like, the hardcores love him, but he's not going to mean that much to the ratings and stuff like that, so. Okay. Okay. Who do you consider a C besides the MVP? Maybe like Matt Hardy or... What? Some, like, mid-carters. I think, you know, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy's an Jeff Hardy's in the B category, Dominic. Okay, I'm okay. fine with that then. All I agree right. with everything you say. Then, uh, I mean, going back to the match on Monday, I don't really know. I maybe pick, like, Ricochet instead of Mysterio, because I feel like Mysterio's kind of, like, defined in a certain spot. Yeah. I don't think he's really going to be moved up or anything. But Mysterio, they haven't put a lot of emphasis on him recently, so I can understand what they're doing. The match itself was not very good, to be honest. Eh, I mean, MVP... Uh... I mean, I've seen MVP in the local indies. He's done a few shows here, and... Not very impressed, so I was not surprised that this was the match that happened. And that's probably why they chose Ray, was because he was probably the best fit for him. You know, and plus, he tweeted that, you know, he the reason why he was at Royal Rumble and Raw was just to have this kid watch him wrestle for WWE, so, you know, pretty good for him. Yep. We have a tag team title match with 
Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins going up against Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe gets injured in this match with a stinger concussion of sorts, and he has to leave, so Owens has to face him two-on-one. This is a real injury, but I think in the end, the result would be the same. Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins win. They do a little bit back and forth on the stage beforehand where the AOP are backstage and blah, 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 so maybe setting up an eight-man tag at the next pay-per-view. Dominic, your thoughts on this whole thing? Who would the eight-man... Okay, I know AOP, Buddy, and... Rollins, but it would be, what, Joe... Well, Joe, if he's cleared, right? Correct. And then who? Owens, Aleister Black, and who? Where the fuck did Aleister Black come into this? I don't know. Who the fuck... Well, who the fuck attacked AOP in the locker room? I don't know. Didn't watch. The Viking Raiders was the correct answer. Oh, God. Watch their fat asses again. We got a Becky Lynch promo. We got the cocky Becky back. She has a goat jacket. She's all high and mighty on herself because she's beating everybody, but I think this opens the door up for Shayna Baszler to say, uh-uh, bitch, you haven't beaten me. Or Ronda. Technic- well, technically it was a triple threat match. It wasn't a one-on-one match because, you know, one-on-one match, Ronda would have won. So. Or Ronda. Or a triple threat at WrestleMania, Ronda and Shayna and Becky. High on Ronda Rousey. Just saying. Shout out to the guy That's who has fucking a back commitment. tattoo of Gigi and Kobe. That's fucking commitment, dog. Shout out to that guy. Uh, then we got Charlotte taking on Asuka. We kind of talked about this earlier. Nothing really eh. to go off on eh. that. We got the debut of Riddick Moss on WWE television because he will be the offensive lineman for the 24-7 champ. Uh, Mojo Rowley doesn't exactly do a good job because our truth comes out and pins Mojo after a match. But then Mojo gets it right back. So your thoughts on Riddick Moss and teaming up with Mojo? Um, wasn't he teamed with somebody in NXT? And like, weren't they like Tino Sabatelli? And what happened to him? Oh, they were. They had like a couple week run, getting some like kind of squash matches, and then they just disappeared. I've never really been high on Riddick Moss. He's okay, but I think he's fine if you're just gonna put him out there, be a lackey, and lose all the time. He's fine. He's nothing special. He's been with the company for like four or five years at this point. You, so. don't, you, you don't see him ever going on his own. He's not going to break out and be the next Drew McIntyre. Let's just say that. Okay, fine. Whatever. Then we got the United States Championship match. Humberto Carillo defeating Andrade, but via disqualification, so Andrade retains. Andrade has been suspended to 30 days because of a wellness policy violation. Don't exactly know what. Smoking that Mary Jane, probably. But he will be suspended and... The thought was that he just won the title. Don't take it off him yet. But since he got suspended, we think maybe take it off him. But I would say this is a good sign that Andrade won't be buried after this. Bobby Roode being suspended. He's right back in the main event picture with Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns. So there's a precedence. I mean, I think it probably depends on maybe the severity. Maybe they don't consider marijuana as big as a deal. How do you know it's marijuana? Exactly. don't know what it is. Maybe it's fucking... Conspiracy theory. Andrade took the fall for Charlotte. Charlotte's the one that had the bad piss. Wow, that... She, she just won the Royal Rumble. You can't pop her for anything. Give it to Andrade. Do you, okay, but then... How, how, does this, how does this go about? How, how do you pop... If it's her piss... Well, I'm not saying like WWE was like, oh, we can't do this, so we're going to do it on somebody else. Maybe like Charlotte knew, so they did a little switcheroo. Bars. I mean, I could actually see that happening, but I'm... But, you know, 
if I was Andrade, I'd be like, fine, but you're going to owe me, if you know what I mean, bitch. Let's not get bogged down in conspiracy theories. Um, no, not confirmed. Do you think it's just going to be straightforward Andrade Carrillo at WrestleMania, or what do you see Andrade doing since he's going to be gone for a month? Well, he's gone for a month. What am I going to see him doing? When he comes back. Oh, thank you for clarifying. Um, it will probably be uh, him and Humberto. Alberto? You're just going to put all the Mexicans together and make a... Carlito? LWO confirmed? Carlito is not Mexican, but Puerto Rican. Close enough, I guess. Caribbean. Anyways, we got uh, Liv and Lana. Liv defeats Lana in a short match. Thank God nobody got got injured. And that's all we can ask for. I guess, like, they're doing 50-50 booking. Liv beats Lana because Lashley beats Rusev. Rusev and Lashley are supposed to be in the Rumble, but they weren't, and they weren't on the show. So what the fuck is going on with this storyline? I don't know. They need to just fucking scrap everything. At, they need to just get the rest of the minute over with and scrap everything and just literally start from scratch. And finally, Aleister Black in another squash match, but now he's not going to wait for someone to pick a fight with him. He's going to pick a fight with somebody else. So who do you think that'll be? That's a good question, Brandon. Don't know. I can Maybe it's him and Andrade at WrestleMania. I don't know. Never know. We'll have to stay tuned and find out Maybe about that. Maybe he steals a kiss from Zelina Vega at WrestleMania. I could see Andrade and Aleister Black fighting at WrestleMania. I mean, they have a history at NXT, so I, I would enjoy that. I think it's a good good match. Aleister Black deserves more, but I would settle for that. Let's move on to NXT, which I thought was a pretty good show. I would say it was a better show than AEW, to be honest. Good job. I've always been Team NXT. I love NXT. And they start the show off with the studio audience's favorite wrestler, Finn Balor, defeating Trent Seven. Finn Finn definitely has been very heelish recently, taking out Trent Seven in the uh, parking lot, trying to choke him out. And Finn gets the win. Pretty straightforward. I want want, want to ask you a question quick. Um, Is Finn Balor known as the Prince-ski? The Prince-ski? Or just the Prince? I thought it was Prince-ski. Why? Is it Prince? Is it? Has he ever been Prinsky or anything like that? I don't know where you're going this, but I would assume this would be like a nickname that Anderson and Gallows gave him because, you know, the wrestling talk you add like ski after everything. That's why I say like you know Pizkiz or yeah something like that. Why yeah. Dominic? Why do you ask? Because you know I, I can't remember what we were talking about, but I brought up Prinsky and she's like, "Who the fuck's that?" And I was like, "Really." And we had a full-blown thing, and I said, you know, he was known as the Prince. He has Prince with the X on, like, the if C you or whatever. If, 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 if you were talking to me and you said, oh, Prince-ski, without, like, no clarification or, like, saying we are talking about wrestling, I would not know who the fuck you are talking about. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. But she didn't know he had Prince on his tights with the X right there, so thank you very much. And you get, I only see the front. Whoa. Anyways. Well, that up. Speaking of which, Keith Lee comes out, oh, shit. the new North American champion, and he just comes out, babyface promo, talks to the crowd a little bit, gets interrupted by Damian Priest, which I, for some reason, his voice doesn't really match his, his gimmick, his gimmick or, or his look or whatever. I don't know. I just kind of thought it was weird. He's not the best promo in the world. Then Dijakovic comes out. They have a pseudo number one contendership match. Okay, but not the best. Dijakovic wins, and once again, we're getting... Dominic versus Lee for like the 10,000th time, but they've always been good matches and hopefully they can elevate it at TakeOver. Well, you know, Dominic is just a great up-and-coming talent. But 
I, I am actually kind of high on Damian Priest. I think Damian Priest could be a, you know, NXT champion one day. All right. Uh, the NXT title match for Portland TakeOver has been set. It'll be Tommaso Ciampa and Adam Cole. There was a promo by Ciampa, and he takes out the Undisputed Era, and then he takes out Adam Cole. Bada boom, bada bing, get some blood. I really enjoyed this angle. Dumb your thoughts. Do you think Ciampa wins? Takeover. I think it is a little too early. I would hold off until Tampa Bay. I don't know what you would do with if Ciampa were to win, then you would just go back to the Cole match. I think you can do something where you can do a shitty finish with a DQ or something or another. So I will go with Cole winning by shenanigans at Portland, or maybe some sort of double DQ or something or another. Maybe some big stunt bump, but mm-hmm. I think it just kind of seems too early at this point. I would wait and give the title to Ciampa. WrestleMania at WrestleMania week. weekend. Yes. Okay. Then we got Tegan Knox taking on Dakota Kai in a blood feud, and then the match ends in like a couple minutes with a run-in from uh, my girl Candice, and Knox hits Kai with a with her knee brace and pins her pretty, I mean, not cleanly, but pretty decisively. I mean, is this the beginning of a Loray Knox heel faction tag team, maybe? No, but I am interesting why this you would think that this match would have been I, I wasn't expecting a finish to this to be honest I thought they were gonna they brawl their ranks I was like oh there's gonna do a double count out we're gonna get yeah. this at Portland okay I'm fine with that but then she pins her I'm like you've been building up Kai for so long I would assume with the lack of heels on the women's side okay build her up maybe you don't beat her but at least keep her kind of strong to face yeah. off Rhea but I'm I have faith in NXT that they can solve this and build you is know. this probably like the only negative you have from NXT I didn't like the Damien Priest promo, so that's a negative. I wasn't a big fan of Tommaso Ciampa laying everybody out backstage because they've kind of they've done that a lot, where yeah. it's just like you, you come back from commercial or something, and then all of a sudden someone's dead in the parking lot. They've done that a lot. But anyways, in the main event, the Dusty Classic is con- or not confirmed, but the winner is determined because the Broserweights defeat the Grizzled Young Vets. So once again, the Dusty Cup is a pair of two singles guys coming together. I agree with this. I think the Broserweights have kind of gotten over pretty surprisingly. I think they've worked well together. They're not doing anything as a singles act. Put them together as a tag team. I think this is something that more companies should be doing. And now we will get the Broserweights taking on Undisputed Era at Portland for those tag team titles. So this is what's going to happen, bud. Matt Riddle, Pete Dunne, going to beat Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. So, Adam Cole will retain at NXT. Going into WrestleMania weekend, you will have Adam Cole lose the title, so all of Undisputed will go from all the gold to none. What does this mean? There's going to be a shakeup with the Undisputed era. First, your captain's going to leave. You'll have a new captain of Undisputed Area. Area? Era. I said Era, Brandon, not Area. And then you got to get new soldiers. Who do you call in? Hmm? Who do you bring in? I don't know, Dominic. Who? I don't know. We'll have to wait and find out. We didn't talk about Matt Riddle, but your thoughts on him pretty much not doing anything in the Royal Rumble. Keith Lee and Matt Riddle, with the women having so many of them, they were the only two men from NXT in the Royal Rumble, and then he just gets kind of unceremoniously dumped by Baron Corbin. I'm a little scared of his prospects on the main roster after this. 
I I I wouldn't read too much into it. I think uh, his chances when he gets called up will be pretty good. He's he's a very relatable character. I'm just scared so. that Vince doesn't get him and he's just going to be kind of pigeonholed in a comedy act. If I'm Matt Riddle, if I'm AEW right now, I think I would definitely target at Matt Matt Riddle and Tony Storm because I don't think Tony Storm has been clicking and being as good as she can be in the main on NXT and WWE, but that's just my opinion. Someone like Matt Riddle and Tony Storm, so to speak, just 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 maybe you'll know it. If they do end up leaving WWE, do they own their name? It's their name. So they can go to AEW and be Matt Riddle and Tony Storm. Yeah. You know. You, you know wait, so you're telling me if AJ Styles, why well, it's not his real name, but it's his name beforehand. You're telling me AJ Styles can't go outside and be AJ Styles? Well, I'm just asking because you know how Cody Rhodes can't be Cody Rhodes in AEW. He has to be Cody. Well, technically he can be. He just doesn't want to be. Uh, why? It's kind of one of those things like the Ultimate Warrior. You change your name to Warrior so you can legally use it. Or Ryback. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Uh, then we move on to AEW. Once again, AEW beating NXT in the key ratings, demographic, except for the old people. Kind of just a, a story that just keeps on chugging along. Yep. The opening segment was John Moxley returning to Ohio. He talks about how he hates bullies, and he's going to get one up on Chris Jericho, Le Champion, as the match is scheduled for Revolution at the end of February. Then the inner circle comes out and adds some more Puerto Ricans, and they try to beat up Moxley. He kind of gets the upper hand, and he scurries away without being killed. Still uh, nursing that eye injury? Yes, he was wearing an eye patch throughout the entire thing, Dominic. Hmm. Kind of hard to miss. You know, I think he should get that taken care of before he starts wrestling. Just saying. But he's a crazy wild man. Uh, it's, not, it's not safe, man. Don't lose your eyesight. I thought overall, you know, it was fine. I liked Moxley kind of being a little different, being a little more white me baby facey by having the crowd behind him and saying, you know, I got, you might got 10 guys, but I got 10,000 with all these people and saying how he hates bullies. That's just something a baby face should say. Then we got... Wait, I thought Moxley was supposed to be... I just thought about this. I thought he was supposed to be more Stone Cold-esque. I mean, I know they're not trying to make him Stone Cold, but I thought he was supposed to be this crazy, psychotic, you know... uh don't give a f about anyone or anything but myself and yet now he's saying oh i got 10,000 people here with me right now like like i think it i i can give it a pass i know i kind of said the same thing about drew mcintyre that you don't take the edge off of him but he was in ohio so it is kind of like a homecoming of sorts so i can give him a pass but if he starts like doing those raw raw baby faces like i need you guys to bring me up and i can't see but you guys can be my other eye and whatever like i don't want to see him do that shit but i think for this week being in ohio i'll give him a pass okay just 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 want to clarify things we got the young bucks beating the almost a the bullet the butcher blade with the bunny Got it. My, oh, okay. I, I was waiting okay. for like oh, some okay. snide comment about the bunny. Oh. The M- MJF was on commentary. He was fine. Uh, Bucks get the win. Butcher and Blade. They're, I mean, they're a good tag team, but I think the Bucks are definitely a much higher... Do you see the Butcher and Blade going anywhere by chance? I mean, not really. They're kind of like the lackeys of MJF, because Wardlow hasn't wrestled, hasn't really done anything, so yeah. they're kind of the team or the people that can take the fall for MJF at this moment. I mean, they just, to me, they don't, they kind of seem like, this would be a bad comparison maybe, but they kind of seem like the ascension to me. 
kind of built up to be this like, okay, oh, who the hell are these guys? Oh, they're kind of badass maybe, and then just they're shit. I think they're better wrestlers than the Ascension, but I think at, at this point y- you have them lose, and the, the Young Bucks, I don't know what they're doing, but they did have a backstage segment with the Bucks, Kenny, and Hangman. I really like what they've been doing with Hangman. I don't know if this was the plan all along to have him be a drunk, but he's definitely getting over with the crowd, and I think at this point you have to evaluate and see, like, maybe we don't turn him heel. We keep him like this. Like a badass alcoholic? Yep. I mean... There was you don't want to have a Scott Hall There, there was a badass alcoholic 20 years ago that worked out pretty good for the company that he wrestled for. I don't think Hangman Page can be like Stone Cold. I'm not saying he can be, but... You know, alcoholism is very big nowadays. Not funny. Not something that they should, you know, idolize. But he's, a res- he's responsible. It's not... He's not doing the stone the Scott Hall shtick where it's bleeding into his wrestling. Stone Cold drank after. He he didn't drink during. He didn't show up drunk. He'd get drunk afterwards. Went home drunk. Yes. True true dad, true dad. Then we got Cody taking on Kip Sabian. We got some shenanigans with Art Anderson. I I mean the match was fine, but I just thought there's a lot of what am I trying to say here? The, outside the, Well yes, there's outside interference and stuff like that with Joey Janela and Arn Anderson and uh, Penelope Ford. I just thought that there was a lot of uh, contrived stu- stuff oh. going on. That's the word I was looking for. Contrived? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what that word is, word is, Brannick. Think I'm some <laughs> illiterate fucking piece of shit or something? Jeez. Just stupid. Give me a break. You got your GED. You smart. I got... But you better tell these motherfuckers I'm a high school graduate and a GED, motherfucker. Basically the same thing. I know, but... It I sounds finished better. my four years. I graduated before. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways. I uh, survived. Yes. The contrived spots with Arn Anderson and the ref yelling at him. I mean, Jim Ross, I think, was kind of on my side. Like, ref, why the fuck are you yelling at him so much? Just pay attention to the match. And the kiss with uh, Joey Janelle, I thought it was pretty stupid, to be honest. Well, that's AEW for you. They're still working out their ki- kinks. Kicks? Have you worked at your kinks? Do you no. know your kinks, Dominic? No. No? You're still working on it? Nope. That's, that's nice. Stop working. We got Britt Baker cuts a promo on the stage with Tony Schiavone, and I actually like this quite a bit. I thought it was a lot better than the promo she cut last week on the cruise ship. It was much more concise. She was a straightforward bitch. She, you know, she shot on Jim Ross. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought Britt Baker as a heel, this is definitely a step in a positive direction. Do you think her stepping towards a heel persona will help the division? And will it get her the title? I think right now she's the most pushed woman act in the company. So if she's going to be out there giving... I think she's a good character. But it's just the in-ring aspect that is definitely lacking. And if she can get herself over to be this heel that everybody hates that Riho eventually knocks down, because I don't really know who else could be that top babyface, maybe Chris Statlander, but... The women's division is a mess at this point, and I think Britt Baker is kind of the only positive, I would say, at this okay. moment. Well, it's sad, but okay, I agree. I mean, it was it was just one week of positive positivity. Well, let's let's hope they build on that then. There was Nyla Rose and Big Swole. The match was fine. Nobody got hurt. That's all we can ask for. Yep. Then the main event, Inner Circle taking on Darby Allen and Private Party. I don't know why they have Chris Jericho wrestling so much. I feel as though they can they should kind of pull the Pull him back a little bit. You have so many talented wrestlers that I think you can take Jericho off, especially because he's not like the best wrestler. You, I think you 
you know, don't have him wrestle all the time, take the shine off. I mean, he wrestled yeah. two weeks in a row in the main event. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things where, uh, um, as a studio audience is talking to her niece. <sighs> oh, kissy face, oh, you little baby. Look at the little baby. Ooh, look at the little baby. Aren't you cute? Where's your mommy? No ass nigga. What'd you say? Nothing. <laughs> Private party, Dominic. What do you think of uh, their performance? I'm actually... I'm not going to say I'm a fan, but I, I'm starting to grow on them. They, uh... I, I honestly think they can be something. Um, I don't think they can do anything in WWE, but I think AEW might be the perfect fit for them. They're kind of young. They're flying. They're... They're... Uh, charismatic. Um, you know. I, I'm starting to get behind them. Performance-wise, really good. I think uh, I've We're been pairing a- them and Darby Allen. Sorry, it, it, cut it, you off. Opposites attract. True. I think they've been they've been uh, well received. I think they've been doing good. I don't kind of understand why you give them that big win against the Young Bucks and then yeah. don't really do too much with them. I mean, yes, they've been in kind of prominent positions, but I think that moment was kind of wasted a little bit, to be honest. Yeah. I think if you're going to give them the win over the Young Bucks, just put the title on them and have them go on this hot winning streak. But exactly. I mean, it is what it is. Darby, I think he's been doing well. He kind of loses all of his matches, but he's kind of Teflon at this point. Overall, I thought AEW was kind of like a a meh show. Nothing was terrible, but nothing was like blow away good by any means. Yeah, no, they they need to learn how to... Yeah, thank you. They need to learn from their mistakes, and I think they'll be fine. And that's about it for the day, right? That is about it for the day. Dominic, I sent a call out to the listeners. I put it in the description. I don't know if you noticed. You did not oh, notice. Oh, God. I guess I got to... I, 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 <sighs> I sent out the email and the Twitter and the everything. So, Dominic, I ask you this. Dude, we get a... Well, you're going to have to wait one goddamn second, okay? I'm not going to fucking log in. God damn it. Well, you would think that Dominic would do this beforehand. I wasn't. I this this wasn't in the script. It wasn't in the script, but once again, this is curveballs and chair shots, Dominic. I gotta throw you some curveballs. I got this. I got this. Yeah. Hang on, Dominic. How do you not have like auto password on your phone? How do you not have it like automatically saved where it just pops up? Uh. Or even just put it like in your mail app. I feel like you're making this a lot harder than it needs to be. Fine, I'll put it in my mail app after this. Okay. Happy. Thank you. I am very happy, Dominic. Have you sent in? The pitchers to A's access to have our pitchers on the thingy so we can get them. No. No? Are uh, you going <laughs> to do that anytime soon? I mean, probably, but... Probably. You know, maybe before the season starts would be preferable. I mean... Before they start emailing you, like, every day to get shit together. Uh, let's see. I don't remember the password for the <laughs> Gmail. <laughs> what is our password for Gmail, Brandon? I would not know because I don't have access to it, Dominic. I would assume you would have it saved on your phone. There we of go. Not, he I got does it. Not. I got it. We're good. Hang on. Hang on. It's loading. It's loading. Let's see. Uh, bleacher report. Bleacher report. Bleacher. 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 Google. Bleacher. Bleacher. <sighs> this bleacher report loves us. You know, Dominic, it'd be a lot easier if you deleted those bleacher reports. Is that all for the past week? Uh, oops, hang on. Uh, inbox. Let's see, the last one we had was from, uh, 
9.50 today, and then Monday, the 24th, 30th, 17, 13, 10, 6, 3, 1, 30, 27, So, so that's a no. You don't delete them, so that's why they keep piling up. Yes. I'll delete everything. How about, how about if you delete it right now on the podcast? I'll delete everything right now. And I would assume you would get a message or a ding on your phone, but have you gotten any slide in on the DMs on either the Twitter or on the Facebook? No. So that'll do it for us for today. Because no one loves us, no one likes us, you know... It's fine. Nothing. Thank you very much for tuning in. Hope you all have a good, fun, safe Super Bowl. Dominic, unfortunately, has work on Sunday. Fucking, fuck my paint leave. That's what I fucking tell you. Fucking bitch-ass motherfucker. Are you opening or closing, Dominic? Opening. So, you'll be able to make it to the end. As we both predicted, we think it's going to be a close game. So, that'll do it for us for today. Stay safe. Goodbye. And good night. Kobe! (laughs) 